You're listening to Around Comics Book Club episode on Justice League International Volume 1, brought to you by InStockTrades.com. Chicago, this is Around Comics, the comic culture podcast, where each week our revolving panel of guests talk about everything in and around the world of comic books and comics culture. But this is a special episode. This is our book club episode on Justice League International, Volume 1. I'm Christopher Neesman. I'm joined by Mr. Tom Caters. Hello, how are you? Good. It's just the two of us, Tom. It's just you and me. Just the two of us. Late on a Friday night. Yeah. Getting getting ready to finish up the evenings, uh, the evenings affairs. Long a long night of talking, bullshitting. It's been good though. It's good. Oh, it's we've been had good. we've had a good night uh, here uh, recording around comics, but uh, we've had uh, uh, an equally fun uh, um, six or eight weeks on our club. Right. Yeah, been, well, this the, it, this is a dense book. It required two months. There's a lot of uh, a lot of research that went into yeah. this, and and uh, getting into the uh, the motivations of all the creators involved. Of course, yeah. we, we interviews. Were, we we are all joking very much, of course, because this is the Justice League International Volume One, the beginning of the Bwahaha era of uh, Justice League. But and did you notice how far into the series before you see your first Bwahaha? Um, yeah. Yeah, and you, we'll get to that. I, oh, want, to, okay. I, I oh, want to remind people that that, that, uh, that in stock trades was was kind enough to yeah. uh, to sponsor our whole book club thing, as they do uh, each and every time that we do this. And uh, you can still get this at InStockTrades.com. They they still have it for forty seven percent off the cover price, uh, but hurry because that price will not uh, will not be like that forever. It'll go up to. Uh, thirty five percent off, I think, is their their standard discount yeah. on that. But uh, no, um, I I enjoyed this. It was something that I had been remiss in reading for a really long time. You've and never you hadn't read this. I never read this. You know, well, Tom, whenever we started, whenever we started doing around comics, I had uh, I had primarily read a lot of Marvel and some independent stuff. I was never a really big uh, DC reader, except for a few. Uh, Batman issues here yeah. and there, a little bit of Superman, you know, the, the the basic stuff. And so this is something that I had never never really gotten into. So, um, so what did you think of it? I liked it. It was not what I expected. Uh, I had always heard about the Bwahaha era of um, of Justice League, and so I expected this to be, um, well, that. I expected it to be just straight comedy. I don't think you get your first and, Bwahaha until the sixth, sixth issue mm-hmm. once Booster Gold comes in. Yeah, that's yeah. the first time you get the first Boaha. It, it's uh, not in. It's not what you, quite what you think it's going to be. No, it um, uh, it started as, as kind of a, a conventional nineteen eighties uh, comic book, and um, you know we should probably say you know all the all the creators yes. that were um, that were Keith Giffen. Uh huh. Um, no, I, what's oh god damn De Mateus. De Mateus. I always say just De, Giffen and De Mateus. Giffen De Mateus. Uh, uh, Kevin McGuire. And, uh, Terry Austin did the first issue, but then after that, it it moves on. Inked by Al Gordon, I believe. Mm-hmm. That's the rest of them. But <coughs> but it, but it's really that Giffen, Demetrius, and uh, and McGuire uh, team, yes. which um, 
uh, they they really kind of define this book and the iconic, and we're kind of defined by this book, I think, in, in a lot of ways. A lot of people uh, expe- expect this from them when they get together. They just did that Metal Men mm-hmm. story, well, uh, for... the Defenders, a couple years ago. Uh, the the funny thing, well, we'll get to this, I think, towards the end. But um, I mean, one of the most iconic modern covers that has been copied numerous times. Want to make but, something of it? Yeah, ex- you know, <laughs> all the characters looking up at the uh, they homage the They homage themselves with that cover. Oh, everyone's <laughs> homaged this cover, you know, everyone. Everyone yeah. has done it. And if you're not familiar with uh, what this book is about, you know, you have um, Crisis on Infinite Earths, which sort of is the end for your Silver Age, Bronze Age, Justice League. And you have the... Um, <clears throat> You have the aftermath after, and it's the Legends miniseries by um, John Byrne. John Byrne, mm-hmm. who does that, and you sort of reintroduce the fact that the DC universe has included all these new characters. Captain Marvel is now in the DC universe. Blue Beetle, um, Doctor Fate is one of the last surviving JSA members who doesn't go off to limbo. So you have this whole new sort of uh, tapestry of characters to take from, and. Justice League, as it was originally called when it first came out, mm-hmm. took a lot of these new characters, you know, Dr. Light, who was a new character, um, Guy Gardner, who wasn't a new character but hadn't really had a lot of time spent on him. They threw them all together into a Justice League book. Yeah, and here's your just kind of, title. Yeah, and just kind of pushed them out. And this I, is coming out of uh, uh, Justice League Detroit. Yes. Right? That, that, I mean, this... Uh, there was, there was a one-month difference between them. Justice okay. League Detroit ripe, uh, wrapped up. There was a month, and then mm-hmm. uh, uh, Justice League came out right around uh, um, when Crisis happened and when um, Legends was happening. So okay. it might have been two months. I think w- whenever it came out, but uh, the book is a, a complete one eighty from where from it was. what Justice League yeah. is. What you think of when you think of Justice League? <laughs> uh, I think it was way ahead of its time. I think it is. Uh, if you this book came out now, I think it would fit in modern I times. See, yeah, I, I mean, that. it's got a, a very unique sensibility. Uh, it's sort of, in a weird way, marvelizing, but with a sense of humor to it, like a little bit less of the sad sack um, portions of the Marvel universe, but putting these characters into like real life situations or like real life interactions, but having them bit be sort of Woody Allen clever. Yeah. Like, yeah. I mean, that's sort of the way it comes across. You know, this is the first time we see Blue Beetle in the DC universe, and he comes across as Really? Sort of, okay. I was going to ask you, because you you obviously yeah. uh, were tied to, to DC more as, as a kid than, yeah. than I was. Um, is this the first time that we see Blue Beetle? The, is this the first time that we see uh, Captain Marvel as members of They all the show up in Legends, which was the John mm-hmm. Byrne series. And Blue Beetle had his own series that was kind of going on concurrently towards this. But okay, these characters had never interacted with each other. I mean, I think that's something that's hard to grasp now in hindsight is mm-hmm. Ted Kord didn't really have a character. Like, nobody knew anything about him. He... DC owned the Charlton characters for a long time, but you never saw a Ted Cord. You know, yeah. like they just owned them. They weren't used for anything, you know. And Captain Marvel was in his own little universe and never interacted with anyone else except for like the rare crossover with Superman that would happen. So this is the first time we see a lot of these characters sort of thrown together 
and it sort of defined a lot of these characters after that i mean it, it was it was weird it was weird it was different there's no i mean batman is the sole a list character in this book yeah. other than that well you look at i mean there, there's there's kirby creations and mr yeah. miracle and oberon and then dr white the female dr white which is, showed up in crisis you know she was a new character too okay. that had just shown up dr fate um survived from the jsa being put into limbo you know like they're all just weird they're not even b-list characters most yeah. of these characters they're c-list characters <laughs> almost unknowns yeah. we have john jones who's who is a, marshall you know, man under you you know a charter member of the of the jail a charter member right yep. yeah so and and it gets into that as the as the book you know we get into it that that the jla is very important to him and and he is he's one of the the rocks that the yeah that the that the group is is kind of put upon um but kind of what we had mentioned a little bit earlier is that this has such a reputation as being a funny book, a comedy book. And as I started reading it, you know, you, you open up, it's like, okay, where's the jokes? And the, it's, it's not like that to begin with. I mean, it's, no. it's the, the beginning of it's it a, is really kind of a conventional getting the there's band. There's a terrorist, uh, yeah. a terrorist attack on the UN yeah. and the justice league gets involved and everyone's kind of clever with each other, but it's not like, I always thought that Giffen and Dave Mateus kind of almost did a disservice to themselves later, you know, when they did like the Super Buddies. I know a lot of people like the, the Super Buddies is way more jokey okay. than this stuff is. Like this stuff has humor in it, mm-hmm. but it is really oh. legitimately Justice League stories, you know, fighting yeah. terrorists, fighting the uh the people from the superhero the heroes from Angor. You know the weird Marvel corollaries from way back in the sixties. Yeah, yeah to, that that came to uh, stop, stop the nuclear. nuclear yeah. You know, like weird interactions with the Soviets. Um, it's the the Gray Man story. Yeah. in there is. I mean, that's that's. I mean, that's standard superhero fare. Yeah. Now there are funny moments in it. You know, obviously, and we'll talk about the one hit and and yeah. and, and and the Guy Gardner relationship with everyone. That that's where most of the humor comes from. Is how everyone reacts to, to Guy to, to Guy. What the I think what makes it different is they interact in a totally different way that you've never seen DC characters interact and in that they're sort of joking with each other and they have like a coworker personality as opposed to yes. an icon personality. It is, it's an, like, it is totally an office space type relationship. Yeah. It's like people that all happen to work together and how like they interact. People have their own roles. Like blue beetle feels like he doesn't get used properly. And Dr. <laughs> Fate is this esoteric character who sort of disappears and reappears. And Captain Marvel is really like all the aw shucks oh, type of guy. Yeah. And uh, Black Canary. Canary, yeah, is the glass ceiling. You yeah, know, it's like, like yeah, yeah, don't it, treat me that way because I'm a woman. It's type. like an it's like the Office, but yeah. with uh, superhero characters. Mm-hmm. But they're still doing super. Doctor Doctor White is the one that was mistakenly made of hired. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, and I mean, and it's a good point to bring up that Maxwell Lord is a huge part of this story as well. Yeah. And I know a lot of people. This is another one of those funny things where people are like, oh, Maxwell Lord. There's nothing you made him nefarious, and I'm like, I'm, you read the first seven issues. He Max is was, nefarious. Yes, in this. I mean, he's suspicious, and you don't know <laughs> what he's up to. Well, that's the thing is like, you know, um, people say, oh, Max Ward is is very different in this than the checkmate Max Ward. Well, this that, is the same. 
Max Lord is that's in checkmate. He's Machiavellian. He's nefarious. He's he's doing. It's like I, by the end of this book, I don't know if he's a good guy. Yeah, exactly. I have absolutely. That's no how, idea. It's a lot of hindsight when people say stuff like it because when you re- reread this stuff, Maxwell Lord's not necessarily a good guy. You don't know no. what he's up to. In fact, you go through the first seven issues. He could be. He could be. He's manipulating people. He's, by the by, the end of this, I would almost say that. If I were reading this, you know, back in 19, you know, without knowing what Maxwell Lord turned into, I would still say, yep, you know what? Max Lord is going to end up being a bad guy in this book. Yeah. Because there there is a bigger picture kind of uh, criminal mastermind element to what's going on. Yeah. So, yeah, very much so. Seems. That um, um, I needed to kind of reset my mind when I was reading it is like this is very much a a commentary on the times that it was written. Yes, in. Ronald Reagan is the president. Yes, he yep. is, and there's a story that is centered around uh, the proliferation of nuclear weapons yep. in in the mid '80s. That was a big deal. So this book is very much a commentary on the times that it was written. This is this. This book is a product of the mid '80s. It no is very much a product it. of it. Yep. And uh, down to the wardrobe with uh, Hal Jordan with the uh, the yes. the sweater that oh, is I mean, that's, uh, that's, adorned. That's, and that's the thing to mention as well is it's very much <laughs> Hal Jordan shows up. Superman is in the stories. Yeah. Like it is very much part of uh, the DC universe oh, at yeah. the at the time. Uh, and I, the thing that always impresses me most about it is how likable all the characters are like the, like even guy gardner even and like guy his in dickishness, his own way yeah. yeah you kind of like him and when he hits his head and becomes a nice guy and you which i think happens after this it, ha- it happened at the end of issue six and issue seven he's acting very weird and yeah because because a, 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 a rat or a mouse bit him Some, whenever he was looking for yeah, his ring he hit and his, and he hit head, his head and, on the and, table you know, and yeah. it's and I mean, it seems kind of silly, but everyone is like everyone's really likable and really yeah. full of depth. You know, it's the they have like doubts about themselves. They have mm-hmm. um, they worry. You know, like everyone is insecure about how they like interact with everyone else, and it's sort of weirdly endearing. And I always think that to characterize it as just a comedy book, I think actually undercuts some of the really great just overall writing of the series and that it's very compelling uh, you're really interested in what happens and it's awesome to see batman interact with guy gardner oh like oh that's the best well, parts of it yeah it, it's it's interesting to see batman who um really he's the leader of the group yep. to begin with and he really feels and acts like a kindergartner te- kindergarten teacher yeah because everyone's sort of like off in their own world they're yeah. like arguing with each other and he's, he's like, like all right come on children what this yes. is how the you're in the league now and this is how we do this and it's all oh, these people yeah. you know black canary have been in the league previously but everyone else is just a weird mix of yeah. all except, these characters. Except, for, except for john you know yeah and, well john had been yeah. in the league too and yeah. it, it's 
it's just cool to see them, you know, to see Batman like chide Blue Beetle. And then when Batman finally makes a joke, you know, at some point when it happens, <laughs> and Blue Beetle is like, was that, you know, was that a joke? And, and Black Canary, uh, that's a great line. She's like, well, he made a joke about four or five, five years, years ago. ago yeah. And people didn't realize it at the time. So he might be due for he a might new be one. Due for, yeah, he <laughs> might be due for another joke that, uh, that comes up. And it's sort of weirdly infectious that way. Yeah. But, um, it's 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 a, the art as well. We should be remiss if we don't mention the it's fact a that, young Kevin Maguire yeah. though. It's not uh, you know it's uh, the Batman Confidential arc that came out last year. The uh, the Batwoman uh, or Batgirl Catwoman that that is the Kevin Maguire that I've come to know and love. And so this is this is a, a, a younger uh, Kevin Maguire I think as he's just kind of starting to develop his style it's not the uh the incredibly expressive or or maybe there's just stylistic things that are different now i mean it is an expressive but can, book but it's not as it's not as um it's not as detailed but it, yeah. he was doing it monthly as well yes, it, yes. It, but also you compare it to other books mm-hmm. that come out at that same time i mean this book think different. about what books looked like in 86 and think oh, sure. about it. this looked different yeah i can and, see that and it was a talking head book at times, a lot of times, because a lot of the panels were people talking to each other and like mm-hmm. the humor between them. But McGuire yeah, made it a, interesting. Well, it's a relationship book. Yeah. I mean, yeah, there there are superhero stories in here, and you know, we talked about it: terrorist attack on the UN, um, uh, uh, heroes, kind of quote unquote heroes from another another world that are trying to you know stop nuclear armament then you've got this great gray man story but booster gold shows up you know that was great i love that but yeah it's 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 all about the relationship it's it's we we mentioned office space it is it's an office drama yeah where these people all work together you know the the cool thing though too is like um the heroes that come from angor you know those are old (laughs) Mm -hmm. old hangovers from when the dc marvel had their unofficial crossovers Oh, okay. Yeah, the, okay. those were the Marvel equivalents that got made up like at some point in the sixties. Uh, like okay, as the uh, you know the Silver Sorceress was like Scarlet Witch, you know. Uh, like no, see, I didn't, I did not know that. Well, I'm it's been so long since okay. they've been used in that similar, you know, in that similar way. But uh, it's just an example of like there's a lot of diving into these characters' past. It's not like they've just all just suddenly sprouted up, you know. Like Miracle Man complains about like. Is the Justice League going to be a job because Barda is going to be pissed if he you know, <laughs> he's like gone constantly? I that mean, was that was like a that. great scene where she's just like, you know, where are you? you? Haven't spent five minutes with me in the last month. He's like, well, you knew it was going to be like this whenever we talked about it. We didn't talk about it. You and, and Oberon told me and, about this. And we're well. talking about it like it's a huge talking head book. There's also cool action sequences and battles. And it's mm-hmm. all the trappings of a comic book, but done in such a weird different style that i i don't even think the same team has recaptured again like in anything else yeah. they've ever done like they've never quite gotten the i feel like all the later stuff like when they did defenders is way more jokey oh yeah. way yeah. more jokey yeah. and like this was a, and even this series as you go along um if you did you like did you like the first one did you like this? Would you read more of it? Oh, absolutely. Oh, yeah. Uh, I, I would mean, I'm, go all yeah. the way up until they're going to do the first four. Mm-hmm. And that's about where I think it starts to go downhill. 
Okay. But yeah, but like all four of those. That's when it it starts to become like intentionally jokey because there was a subtleness to the to the humor that was, you know, we'll keep coming back to office humor. It's it's the the small jabs. It's the yeah. uh, the offhanded comments and and that kind of stuff. And then there's the one guy in the office that you yeah, the that, first, that everyone you know can't stand. The, the and first kind of jokes, wahaha, you know. I believe, is when they're in France uh-huh. and uh, Booster Gold hits on that uh, woman and fails. And Blue Beetle, like, starts laughing. You know, yeah. that's the first bwaha where he's yeah. like, "You're, I can't believe you struck out with that one. <laughs> You're such a loser when you did." You know, and you know, we talked about how um, how much it was commenting on the times. Yeah, and you look at the the media in the uh, the Jack the, Ryder. The, the, the mid the mid eighties, and and how uh, media had started to change from reporting to more commenting on. Yep. The, the world around us and dc has this this character in jack Ryder who uh th- this was my and you forgot you forgot jack my, Ryder was the I, keeper th- this is i'm an idiot as i'm reading this i'm like oh this 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 reporter this this commentator on tv is such an asshole and then they get to uh issue six and uh and and jack Ryder uh uh tv reporter has gone missing and uh and all of a sudden the the creeper shows up on the scene i'm like oh shit jack Ryder's the creeper i totally forgot now that. you finally started to remember what's going on but it's kind of funny because uh you know the last book club that we had done was uh a swamp thing and they yeah. had uh, jason blood and uh um etrigan you forgot and, that jason no i sal knew, forgot I, sal forgot that jason jason blood was etrigan but just like in swamp thing here in jli they never tell you that jack Ryder is yeah. the creeper just like in swamp thing alan moore never told you that jason blood is etrigan so if you didn't know that jack Ryder and the creeper are, yeah, are the same, same person you would never know because they never reveal that in yeah. here i just i just remember you that pieced it you together know? yeah but i thought that was i thought that was very you know um silly on my part but uh but i did notice uh because of that it's like well they never clued you in that that they're the same yeah person. And, and you also start to see the uh burgeoning of the booster gold blue beetle friendship Yes, it's all yes. based on this series, and it's all and it's a realistic friendship between two guys. You yeah. know, just like they hang out, they work together, they They're, hang out after work. Yeah. That's pretty much how it works. Yeah, and and it really did start that relationship. Um, back to the creeper for just a second. Yeah. I love that character, by the way. Uh, creeper, I can't get enough creeper. Yes, but um, does he come back in this series? He never joins. I mean, he just sort of shows up in this. He might show up again, but. Because in the trade, there was you had asked me if there were any uh, any extras in the trade, and there's um, very very few. There's uh, a couple pinup pages that, yeah. that they had done at the time, but then there's this um, uh, this great um, nice picture of like all of the members of JLI. Gypsy's in that picture though. Gypsy is in this picture. Is Gypsy never in JLI? She shows up again. At oh, some vibes point. vibes in there. Is that vibe. Maybe that was a fake out page that they put out at some point. Oh, because Creeper is on there. Vibe is dead. Ne- Vibe is dead and stays dead forever. Okay, Vibe. Vibe. Except for Blackest Night, maybe Vibe comes back. Blackest Night. <laughs> Could be. Could, Could be. be. Um, but yeah, they they have this whole li- yeah like Cap- Red, uh, Cap- Red, Red Red Tornado never a member of nope. JLI. No, nope. Captain Adam does show up at the end of the. He shows up at the end of the trade, right? Where they're 
setting up the uh yes 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 yes, yes. and that's another that's another one of the charlton characters yeah so red, red rocket yeah rocket red and uh, and captain captain adam, adam show join at the join at the end but uh yeah they i guess this is maybe a fake up fake might have been page. a fake up that's cool If you enjoyed this, you should read the rest of it. It get it, it gets uh-huh. better even. Yeah, like they um they go into some storylines involving like, uh, uh, well, uh, Bialia gets introduced for the first time. That uh the the place where that comedic dictator, the guy who has all the oh, nuclear yeah, yeah, missiles, yeah, 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 that's yeah. the same yeah. country that Black Adam tears up. Oh yeah. my gosh, you're right. Yeah, Absolutely. I mean that was where that country was introduced for the first time. <laughs> so all this stuff, I mean, a lot of this stuff is still in play in the DC universe, and that country was introduced and has stuck around for a while. There's um, mind control, uh, where Blue Beetle tries to kill Batman, and mm-hmm. all these great sort of Amanda Waller shows up for a little while. Nice in it, and it's great. It's a yeah, great I, almost, I almost thought that the uh, the satellite, the like the killer satellite, which ends up being um, a, 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 a fourth world device. Yeah. I, as I'm reading it, you know, Max Ward, I mean, I'm looking at this, you know, reading this, having read DC for the last three or four years, and I'm like, oh shit, is that Brother I? You know, yeah. Oh, what is Max Lord up to? Yeah. But I, I think it's cool that you read it and and thought that, oh yeah, Max Lord's a bad guy. Yeah, yeah. yeah he was a dick. Yeah, yeah. Not just a dick. It's yeah, criminal mastermind. He's manipulating. Criminal mastermind. Keep reading the series because <laughs> that doesn't go away. At least in my opinion, Max Lord never quite comes clean on stuff. Yeah, he's never always quite manipulating comes for, stuff. Yeah, there's something going on with Max Lord that's always a little. It was bit always nefarious. there. It was always there until it gets a little too jokey, and yeah. then I think the series kind of kind of falls apart. But they're they're stopping after the fourth um, the fourth collection, mm-hmm. I guess is what the they're fourth saying. hardcover, the fourth hardcover, yeah. which actually I think is a good thing. <laughs> yeah, I think that's about. Where it the, needs yeah, to Yeah, I think that's about where you that's need what, to That's what, about a two-year run? That's about, what, 28 issues or so? Yeah, it'll be about 20. That's right yeah. around when I think it kind of starts to lose its focus a little mm-hmm. bit. And I think How long did it go stretch. for? Into the 50s with the same tone. Okay. Um, But then Justice League Europe also started coming out yeah. at the same time. Different book. Two books. Yeah, there's okay. Justice, there uh, Justice League International, and then it became... Justice League Europe, and there was Justice League Europe and Justice League, and like there was two concurrent. When books does with, Extreme Justice figure into all of this? Oh, uh, that happens <laughs> about issue sixty. I mean, the tone, the same tone, stays for about the first thirty issues, and then okay. it kind of, and then kind of, you start to see the wear lines. McGuire does less issues, <coughs> and with the, the art is so key mm-hmm. to how it's done because so much of it is characters facial expressions when they're saying sure. things or like how characters people need to look funny whenever they're saying funny things yeah and yeah. when you lose that a little bit you kind of lose the humor in the series as well okay but I, if anyone out there read, had never read it before i'm glad this is the first time you read it this is yeah. one of my favorite 
series. I I, I thoroughly yeah. I thoroughly enjoyed it. Well, I'll tell you what. What's um uh, what's uh, this is not a a, a really deep book that uh, you can get into a lot of introspection and all that. It's it is fun. It's, it's just fun. It's fun. It's good interesting, comics. and I think it's I think mm-hmm. it was ahead of its time. Yep. You think about this in nineteen eighty six. It's nice that every uh, every issue didn't have to recap the previous one. Yeah. Which for nineteen eighty six, pretty much every comic would recap what happened previously. Yeah. It didn't do that, which I thought was nice. I, I mean, it, it's, <laughs> as I just I, as I just read sort of sort of the atom, which was a mini series yeah. that had like and a two page every, fucking two page recap. The previous the issue of it. Issue. No, I mean it was it's a mini series. It was ahead of its time mm-hmm. visually and writing wise, and I think it's so unique that it, no one's quite done the same thing yep. since. Yep. So anyway, uh, everyone out there, I hope you enjoyed it and enjoyed this keep talk about the it. If you yeah. liked it, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna keep getting them. Hello, Chris, Brian, and Tom. This is Mike Lodi from Most People Are DJs. Sorry, I missed you a few weeks ago when I meant to make it out there and did not. But I did want to let you know that I read Justice League International. I had never read this uh, any of the Justice League International stories. I've read different incarnations, heard a lot about this one. And uh, you guys brought it up, said you were going to do it, and I thought this would be a good opportunity to check it out. So I did order it from InStock Trades, just like you said. It's a great-looking uh, trade for the price. And i got to say, you can kind of sum this up in the good, the bad, and the ugly. I'll go through the, through the good first. The good is... The stories were fun. You know, they weren't the weighty stories, kind of almost a breath of fresh air compared to a lot of stuff that's so heavy that you read today. The action was fun. The character interaction was great. I mean, you get some of this character interaction these days in Justice League between Superman and Batman and Wonder Woman, but you really started to see some of the interaction and development between the characters here. Really liked Blue Beetle. I had not read a lot of Blue Beetle. I did read the death of uh, Ted McCord and, uh, I like his character a lot. I kind of wish he had stuck around a little bit more. So I will be going back just to read more of him. The stories were humorous, but it wasn't like the slapstick satire I thought it might be. I had always heard people talk about it, and they talked about it like they weren't really serious at all. But in fact, they are. They're good stories. So enjoyed all of that. The uh, the bad now. The infighting between Batman and Guy Gardner got a little tedious. A little too much of that. It reminded me of the bantering back and forth between The Thing and Johnny from Fantastic Four. To a point, it's funny, but then it just gets overdone. The villains weren't really villains in these stories. Now, later on, they might come across some real villains, and you've got this question about what, uh, let's see, what uh, what's-his-name is really up to, what Maxell Lord is really up to. So I'm sure that comes into play later as to if he is, if how bad of a guy he really is. But I wanted a really bad guy in one of these arcs, and you didn't really get that. And I'm I'm really undecided on if I like the use of real history history people within the book. You had uh, uses of Ronald Reagan, which we do have presidents. They normally will go to some kind of facsimile of the current president in office, but this one seemed to go a lot further than that. You had Gorbachev from Russia. I don't know if I was crazy about that because, yeah, I was alive in the 80s, so I could relate to these. But if I wasn't alive in the 80s, I'm not sure that the in-references that they were using or just in general, would I find it amusing that they use these characters? The ugly. There's not much ugly here, but 
I got to tell you, man, I, I am so upset that uh, Black Canary's costume was not better. <laughs> I mean, Black Canary has possibly the hottest, most attractive outfit a superhero could have ever. And to, uh, to redo that, it, it really, come on, guys, that was really disappointing. I liked most of the other costumes. I really liked the appearance of Dr. Fate. It was just put him back in the good. Uh, I love Dr. Fate, supernatural characters. I'm left with one question, though, because, I, like I said, I hadn't read this before. When does the Bwahaha come in? I kept hearing it. You know, everybody talks about Justice League International, Bwahaha. So I was reading it all the time, expecting that to come in. It must come later. I want to thank you guys for uh, figuring out this, uh, for suggesting Justice League International, because it was a lot of fun. And like I say, in between all the reading I've been doing lately, this is just a really nice change of pace. I guess we should probably unveil our new book club yes. selection. Um, you have also picked one that uh, is very deep. Nerdy. <laughs> picked the nerdiest book ever. JLA Avengers by Busick and George Perez. Maybe the nerdiest book of all time. I can't wait to talk to you about this. Um, you and I both own the... Um, the I don't, I don't think version. it's called the Absolute. It's no. the Deluxe. or It's, yeah. it's the Absolute. Um, but... Um, uh, the trade just came out like a couple months ago after fucking years. Of, yeah. 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 It was it was a long time to come out for the trade. And uh, and you can get that, of course, at InStockTrades.com. They uh, they have it for 47 percent off the cover price. It uh, is ten fifty nine. So get $10, it. $10, if you like Marvel and you don't read DC, read it. If you read DC and you don't like Marvel and yep. you never read Marvel, get it. It's completely the most respectful Mm-hmm. book the most reverent book of both universes and just love like well what i love about it and superhero just yeah. how awesome superhero we'll we'll, right. we'll talk about it obviously in depth in the next uh, book club episode but kurt Busick and george perez worked on both titles yeah so they you couldn't have asked for a better team because well they they were tied to both the Avengers and the Justice League so yeah. this will be uh this will be a uh, a nice uh, a nice trip for people that have never never read uh, this series or it's uh, awesome. Avengers fans that yeah. haven't read the JLA or JLA fans that haven't read the Avengers it's awesome it's yep. fun and it has every member of both teams uh, and it has so <laughs> many Easter eggs it has oh, yeah. so many like little scenes. It's it's incredible. It's fun. Yep. You'll you'll spend forever reading it too because you're gonna like, oh, that's in the background, that's the cover to this Avengers issue, but instead of Hawkeye, it's Green Arrow. You know, like <laughs> it's little it's all these little jokes like that. that nice, nice. And um it is a story that DC has uh, kind of continued to keep in its continuity. Yes. Uh, but it still ties into continuity in yep. the DC universe. Yep. It's uh, B- uh, with Busick stories, yep. definitely. Has. If you read uh, Trinity, there are JLA Avengers references. JLA in there. Avengers directly affects Busick's uh, JLA um, crime syndicate storyline. Yep, directly. Like it is a direct continuation. Like the events of that affect 
um, the DC universe. So, so there you go. Fun. Get it. I hope you enjoyed this. Um, once again, this is not a regular around comics episode. Uh, for those, you can come back on Monday yeah. and uh, we've got a nice uh, talk. Read more Justice League International. It's all good. <laughs> it is. I, good. I'm, I'm looking forward to it, Tom. I will talk to you so about long, it as I, as I go along. It was so long to have it come out collected. <laughs> Too was, long. Right? Oh, God. It should have been collected a long time ago. Yeah, well, it's good. I actually have the, the first hardcover, Ron Richards. Told me to get it whenever I was at the the DCBS sale, so yeah. I have to give that to him in September. So, all right, um, let's wrap this one up. Um, check back in uh, six weeks or so for our JLA. We've Avengers. already read it, so yeah, it shouldn't. I'll read long. it again. I love reading. That yeah, book. yeah. I'm gonna read. I'm gonna. I'm gonna go back and look at the the original one that was never printed. But you can get that at InStockTrades.com. We'll be back again on Monday with a regular full length episode. In the meantime, you want to make something of it. From Guy Guy New. <laughs> we'll be everywhere in and around comics. One hit! I feel it. Oh, we never talked about one hit. We never hit. talked about one hit. Batman hitting Guy Guy New. It was awesome. It was awesome. Black Canary Show. <laughs> you missed? I can't believe I missed. I can't believe I missed. If you're